0: A little bit different this time because, like, after a while it gets boring, it gets boring to listen to you So we're listening to you talk about something else, at least it's at least not as boring. Um, uh, if there's, if somebody asked about doing an only credit now, which wasn't relevant. But only, obviously, we've done, done something different than just your Q&A. So I just want to tell you some, some stories about tells. Um, uh, so it's very hard to figure out where to start. I was in for 23 years. So twenty-three years, I had more than one story happen to me. Um, but I'm not just talking about me so much. I'm talking about more about the, 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 uh, some stories about from the yeshiva, the, the, the stories which I w- you know, saw, from the, or stories which were part of the uh, lore tells the yeshiva. So certain stories. Uh, so what, I'll start with the story that Leisha tells her. So just uh, Leisha tells us, "Your name is Dalit Uder od- od- Aleph, a tough race ayan. So, just a mere 114 years ago. I, I remember him well. Um, right. So, um, so the yeshiva, the Tells, the yeshiva started in 1876. In 1883, blazer Tells, or blazer Gordon, became the rival of the city of Tells, and the was yeshiva. He took the yeshiva from being mostly localized local yeshiva to becoming a... It's international yeshiva. So, so basically, he's credited with being the father of the yeshiva in that regard. wasn't of action. Sayrebayim, he expanded it in an extraordinary way. Uh, Wazer tells her it was a Talmud of so- Rishel Salanter. So- um, so he wasn't known so much in the world of Bali Musa because Salanter said that what other people accomplish with the Musa, Muslims... um. Rablazer accomplishes with his love of Torah. So he basically was his kayach was the, the a love of Torah. That being said, in 1905, so this was the famous issue of that they had of introducing the limit of Musser into the yeshivas. It was known as the, 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 the Muslim uh, So uh, there was a challenge and many of were being enticed away through the, the process of Haskola, the European Haskola, to leave yeshivas or, while they are in yeshivas being uh, becoming uh, enamored of the, 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 these ideas and then eventually leaving. The yeshivas felt that the Lehman of Musa, which would take the Lehman of the Gomorrah besides just learning, a person recognizing themselves, understanding them, makes a tick, et cetera, was something which is very important. The Bakram, on the other hand, felt that it was, the, the, the serious Bakram felt that it was basically taken away from their learning and they were tremendous masmidim. So they didn't like it. This, this issue went on in multiple, multiple yeshivas so in, in 1905, the Malaysian decided he wants to introduce Musa into Telser yeshiva. So there'd be a Mashkiach, there'd be Musa and there'd be Musa Seder. Uh, Musa Seder is not so well known uh, now uh, here in our community by in Yeshiva, but many yeshivas have a idea that this part of the day where the sits and he takes a Musa Seder. And he learns Musa, Nabata but with himself, and he learns about it, thinks about it, works on himself contemplates the idea, absorbs them, learns it with a niggin, gets it gets into it, etc. Um, the Bakram were not very happy. So night, so shortly after it was introduced, the Bakram stage a revolt. And um, they basically left the yeshiva and they went into the, the post-learning the Yeshiva base manage, they went to the, the main base manager of the city, the main shul was also a base manager, the Stadt base manager. The Bakram moved to the Stadt based manager to start learning there. They didn't have any food. Because she would provided the, the provided the food for the Baakram. So they were starving. So they went to a relationship tells her it was the Rav of the city. And they said, you know, we're, we're, we're learning time. We're starving. Can, can, can the rub provide us with food? so said, of course. Baakram's sitting wondering How can I not provide them with food? So he provided the Baakram with food. So the rub who was one of the Baakram involved in this process, told all the Baakrams, he said, we just lost. There's no way that person that have the ability to have his bachm of his yeshiva walk out on him, and then have the chutzpah to come a few days later and ask for food, and for the person to say yes, unless the person was about Muslim. So we just lost. It's all over. We just we, The fight is done. You see <coughs> what the strength of the godless of a person is through that through that process, and we're not holding anywhere near that, and we got to recognize that fact. Uh, but that was what Gleeser tells her, that, that he would do that. So, by Ramersha Shalavetchik's Chasna, Ramersha Shalavetchik was, was, was Rav Haim older son. He had a, a younger son, which was available. He was a So Ramersha is more well-known. He came to America and he, he was a Meshiva in Rav Yisrael Eventually his son of Rav came to Meshiva in Yisrael HaKonan. So Ramersha was the older son. Um, and Ramersha got married to uh, so, yeah, obviously, you make a picture of Prime Minister's son as getting married. The person he got married to was was Rebellion, Name was Rebella Feinstein. Rebella Feinstein's daughter, a cousin, a second cousin of Moshe, was also big guy. So all of the of, of, you know of Europe were there by discussing. So who it could be? condition by was discussing. So Prime was was, was mechaber. Rebelsa tells her was similar, similar So they, somebody asked Prime like, why Rebelsa tells her? out of all people, why did you pick? the Prime feel that Rebelsa tells her is the biggest guardian? all of the Gaiden which were there. So Chaim answered the following. He said to, to, to shout up who's the biggest in learning? To figure out who's the biggest in learning I have no ability to do that. I can't tell you who's the biggest in learning. But in August a the time there's nobody like a Reza He says how do I know? In 1892 Voloshan Yeshiva was closed. Chaim was saying Sharon Voloshan. So Voloshan Yeshiva was closed. So shortly you know as soon as that was known, Rublazer and Telza and wrote a letter to Rukhim Brisker, who wasn't Bristol yet, he was Rukhaimer. I think he wasn't Rukhim Velajer because the Roshan was now to Zeta. But um, so um Soloveitchik, to please come and say a sheer in and Tells. And I always enjoyed the, the, the one if thought process. What happened would have happened if Raphim Brisker would have went to Tells and say Shir. Anyway, but um, that would be an interesting thing to think about. So, uh, Rukhaymi said no. He didn't say why, he said no, but he said no. So, he wrote, wrote a letter back to uh, the, conversation, the conversation was through letters. So, he wrote a letter back to, to Laser. That he's, I, so, Laser wrote him back a letter. He said, I understand you, like, you know, he, he was the Rashiva in. He was basically functioning like the Rashiva in, in, in Belashi, together with the they were co to come to Chibi Magachir and, and tells why well, should you want to do that? You'd rather have his own place. So I'm willing to abdicate my position in Risheshiva and, and install you as Risheshiva, and I'll just be the, the rub of the city. But I'll abdicate my position of the, of the Yeshiva, which he started, or he pretty much developed, because I feel that your style of learning is something my Bokram could gain from. And I would love you. you should come and say Shir. So I'm willing to abdicate my position that you should come and say Shir to me good. But Khan said no. So Lazar writes him back a second letter and he says I understand you right, you know your person like you deserves to be the Rav also so I'm willing to advocate the position of being the Rav and the Shashiva I'll be about a bus in town but I be you should come, just you should come and give my Talmudim over your, 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 your Torah Rukheim didn't say, didn't say why. He said, you know, why he said no he just said that that level of the willing will give everything away all of his cover, everything away because Talmudim should gain more Torah he never said anything like that. That's what he's going to copy tells her. Lezer tells her was once walking, so the minute it was Shua's morning, they were learning, they slept all night and learned. And then after davening the robber he was the rab of the city, he would walk, he would go home with, and the whole, all of the city would, would be Malave. When they'd go to rab's house, they would have Kiddush. So he's walking home with the whole city, all the Rosh HaKahal, everybody walking with him, etc. And he sees the Barker walking by. That the bunker asked the Makashi. So he gave the bunker a terence. So the bunker no slouch. He starts arguing. So for, th- for 25 minutes, they're arguing and learning. And the, whole, the whole city just said they're waiting. Like finally, like, you know, he cops that, you know, that there's the people here waiting. Right? So he, uh, he apologizes to them. He says, you know, that when it comes to learning, when a person was a shaker sees a bottle of Br- 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 Brumfit, he sees a bottle of, of liquor, he can't control himself. Says, I'm like a shikar I as mean, I'm I'm like a shikar when he sits about a little liquor. When I see a barker to talk to learning, I can't control myself. So that was. So we give the use to several of these stories on a regular basis. Um, he clearly, was I, we, I? don't know so much about him. He has. We have chubas from him. she was Um It's interesting. The Steichemed has. A, there's a tshuva there. The Steichen when he publishes his sefer, Steichen. So the front of the paper saver is a shindalad uh, stay, spelled Shindala jud. So somebody raised the question, the chara, that you're, you're writing the shem hashem and then you have a problem as the saver gets used, it gets rubbed out, is that a problem or not, etc. So he sent the shaila to multiple whiskey mean, He sent the shaila. to bless tells her, to give a p'saka. So apparently, he's a person of stature in the world of p'saka as well. Um, so, I, I heard the that that shear firmware tells around that Lakuda <laughs> as a Yartseite shear uh, I would say like nineteen many years ago. just recently um, I was you know, learning Shabbos learning, El Shabbos, learning the Sikhs of etc. I say, yeah the Azur and they start calling the Shubah like you know, here we am again like learning, going through this this this, this again. Um Shiva used to. What tell, he was very concerned about the issue of of, of the cover of Bacharum. The way Bacharum used to, worked in Europe until that point in time was that the people in the city would provide meals for the Bacharum. It was called tag. So Bacharum would eat by different families each day of the week. So Leizer felt that that was very degrading to the Bacharum. They have to come and like be a guest at somebody's house, basically imposing on somebody every week. Deep them, you know. So he's sort of like. Uh, they feel like they're they're getting a handout every week in people's houses. So he introduced the idea of the yeshiva gave every bacha a stipend, and they would pay their to either eat there or they would bring the food to the yeshiva. Had a dining room, they could they have the food made. She didn't have a kitchen. She had a dining room. The bachim could bring the food that they their, their balabusta had made to the yeshiva to eat, but they paid for it, so they weren't you know they weren't feeling that they're getting. So he introduced this idea of giving each or a stipend for that purpose. And he created, a, created a, a, a dining room. She would give this over in all a story. When he went to Tells, he, he arrived in Tells in 1933. She so came from a you know, an a, a average Jewish home in America, not very, not very rich, not very poor, but you know, American standards, they were considered lower end. For, for European standards, they were extremely wealthy. The, the poverty was, 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 was grinding, it was horrible. So, um, the first day he was there, the first morning, morning he was there, he came around in the afternoon, the next, next morning, he had his Balabasta cook him an egg. So he walks into the dining room, he sits down, and there's 400 bukher eating. There's one bucker with an egg. Nobody can afford an egg. An egg was extraordinarily expensive for, Europe, for Lithuanian standards. So it was the last time he said he ate an egg while he was there, you know, for the, the for five years he was there. Like, you know, the only bucker eating an egg. Like that was, like, so they had a dining room. Um, so nobody could afford coffee, they didn't come, they used to take chicory, they take chicory roots and they would soak it in the hot water and that was, that was the coffee, ersatz coffee that they had. Um, tremendous, uh, so with the, the main thing shiva gifted would say over was this, these ideas of the Avasatara, the kishmak, the excitement about learning. So the shiva had, the shiva building and it had French, French doors, French windows. French windows are these very tall windows which open, and they're not far off the ground, so you can really walk through them. It's not really made to be a door. You know, you have to jump up to get through. But you could. Know. So once there was two talking and learning, and uh, next thing you know, they, they see new plays are like jumping, flying through the window. You know, like you know, to join the conversation. Like you know, because he felt that they were saying something which was, you know he had his, his comment about what they were saying. Um. The Shear, the, the Mahalakam Shear was that the laser would stand, and the Barker would stand like a semicircle in front of him, which stands, and he would say the Shear, and uh, they would fight with him throughout the Shear. The with would challenge and argue with the whole, the whole Shear, very, it was a very big thing in tells like a lot, a lot of give and take in the Shear, um, my day also. Um... So one day the Bachman gets to you know, we never get to hear what the Pashima has to say because we keep fighting with him. So uh, maybe, you know, we should just let him let him talk. So they start they start the year and, uh, and he says something and there's no response. And He expected the Bachman to you know to, to challenge it, to discuss it, to fight <laughs> with it. Okay, so he goes to the next, he continues the thought and on, and it's, it's, it's like there's no response. So he looks around and he says, "I don't say shir in a basic chorus." Shut the door and he walked out. <laughs> What? <laughs> a lot. Okay, so now you know where we got it from. Okay. Um, I used to hock a lot during the when I was a walker. <laughs> you're okay. man also. Um, I'll tell you when I, when I cut back, so I had a cover, we were learning with the with a gifter saying, Sharon's welcome, so I had the tells her Fel who had moved to New York he had, had medical issues, one of his children he had to move to New York he was there was in the, he was living in the of Brooklyn and they were learning his welcome so he was getting the, the recordings of the Shurin. so uh, I was sending him the recordings so one time I asked him like. Uh, you know, are, they, you know, are they clear? Are they coming out? I said, yeah, i got the recordings. They're only talking with a in the middle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I think I'm talking too much
0: in sheer. Um, that was a remnant that I was talking too much in sheer. Um, but yeah, we, it was very standard. You would, you would, really, you would interject, argue, challenge. Um, I used to argue, in you know, she would sheer. I used to argue a lot also. Um, and... Like, like you know, the standard thought process is like he, the Shiva says, actually you think, well maybe it should be why? like, like you'll think well, maybe she's right, maybe she's wrong like that was always the thought process so, uh, Khan got with me that I used to always argue with him so much so he pointed me in charge of, of doing Khazar Sashir with the Bokram so, now my job was to answer all the Bokram's tainas on the Shir I would ask the in the afternoon and the Bokram said, well what about this and I would answer why, that's not, why the, re- the Shiva's right and they're wrong so now my job wasn't to argue with the shear, my job was to defend the year. And it's fascinating to see how all of a sudden all my questions of the year I had answers to, because I was busy thinking, trying to think why the shear was right, not why the shir was wrong. Um, I had one cowboy he told me, like, his favorite line was, for maybe, the, maybe the other way around. So one day the rabbi was like, was so frustrated, he says, richtig. Said, for richtig. maybe wrong, maybe right. <laughs> like you know, well, why do we start from the thought process It may be right, you know? But it was very We said to set a story he remembers one time at the so the Bachram Buchen... the, the, the learning was very intense. You know, the guys would argue a lot and scream and yell, you know, learning was, it was... So um, uh, one time two Bachram were really going at it and we noticed to notice that there was this Lithuanian peasant like watching through the window. These two guys are screaming at each other, their faces are getting red, and they're calling each other names, and it's not the shot used stu- to, what are you talking about, that's ridiculous, you know, you know how to learn, and you're so, st- it's so ridiculous, what you're saying. it's stupid, you know, they're really getting into it, and this Goy is watching this, like, you know, it's getting more and more worked up, and he's waiting for the punch, <laughs> but there's no punch, right? Finally, he screams to the window you know, in, in Lithuania. She says, "Just hit him already!" Like what is It says, like, "Yell the guy! Don't stop yelling at the guy! Don't, you know, don't waste your time! Just give the guy a hit!" You know? So like she was like that was what she was. You know, Jeff comical story about the the, the, the kind of the Balkan movie. Rebbe, yeah. Does Rebbe have those recordings still? Give this year with Rebbe in the background. I don't know. I sent them. To, sent them to New York. I don't have them. initially when it started I have no idea I'm not sure how large it was when when a gifter came to learn in 1933 there was over 400 bacham in yeshiva in just religious houses, there were religious no there was multiple shirmen he, he was already nifter, mm-hmm. that was nifter in 1910 a gifter came in 1933 there was multiple Sherman based on yesh, Yeah. so how many were in the, the rosh Hashira's shir I don't know um so he was nifter in 1910. So what happened was that the, the she was having a heavy financial crisis and he felt he had to pick up and go to, go to fundraise. He went to London to fundraise to England to fundraise. Uh, He was not successful in his fundraising. He had a heart attack and he was nifter. He was buried in London. I was actually by his cabra. I went to the Masada Kedushan by a in Manchester. So I flew into London and I, like the, the, the chasna asked me, his chasna was from London, the cow was from Manchester, is there anything I want to do with, like, in London? Like you know, he said, "Yeah, I want to go to Yeshivas Kever." Like that's, you know. so it's in it's in an old neighborhood of the city, which is not such a great neighborhood. So it closes at five o'clock, and then it's, it's locked with this tremendous big lock with a chain, the whole thing. So I landed. I don't know exactly what time I landed. I landed, got into a taxi, went over there. We got to like four thirty. we made it in time, and uh, so we went to Yeshivas Kever. So was and, and, and it was a very saddening, the whole thing, the idea that he went to fundraise, it didn't work out. He was Nifter in this foreign country, and he's buried there, like, you know, not near his Thalmedia, not near his family, everything. So I once heard from what, what, one, there was a Tells of Talmud, uh, not alive anymore, Shlomo Davis. So Shlomo was, was from London, and he learned the Tells in Europe, and then he, then he eventually came to America. Um, and he was a rabbi in Telz for a while. Then he was so. Um, so he said over the following story. He heard from his father, who was from London, that his father remembers the place was He remembers like the place house Telz He was there by the Lavia. And they, they, you know, the 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 of <coughs> the London were like also like. Grappling with this idea, like, why is it that the Blazer is stuck in Nifter over here? And the st- following story came out, uh, right, you know, shortly after the Leviathan, around the time of the Leviathan, this, this story came out. The Blazer, when he became the Rub and tells in 1883, so part of the Rub's job is to oversee the them And he wasn't happy with one of the them He was not happy with the Shechetim. So he checked his. He gave him some corrections he wanted him to do. And it, 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 it wasn't happening. so he he relieved the Sherhar from his position of being a Sherhar and tells. so obviously the shehar had was upset at the laserzer tells her. Uh, this fellow went from you know place to place to place, eventually ended up in London. and the goes into doting Shul one morning and he meets this person. he recognizes him. so. Um, so he tells later, like, after the Rav sent me away, you know, I wandered here and there. He says, Did, did you have any tannas in me? He says, Of course, I had tannas in you. So he asked the mechila. So he came to London not to raise money for the Yeshiva, he came to London to get his mechila. And he was after. That's how Rosh Hashanah father said over the story. Like, that was like the, the, the whole city was like this ball from, like, you realize the Ashkocha, the Russian gave him an opportunity to get his mekhila from this individual that had tithers in him before he, <clears throat> so, um, he was nifter. So, obviously, it was a for Reb for Reb Lezer felt by his process of being matched the bracham, giving them the, the stipends, and the tells the they, they he, he pushed the bracham, they should, they should have money for clothing. Because Most bracham became very poor families, and their clothing looked bedraggled, so he would make sure that they dressed nicely, and they looked mentionable. So he had a saying in Yiddish, wanna find a I'm putting epa on my Bakrim's shoulders. So, um Meshiva said this over once in the shmoos. Bashiva was very, very frustrated with the fact that the Bakram did not speak English. were are not fluent in English. The more says that the um that the Rome was called um, I made you small, I made you tremendously lowly. Morris says that's referring to Rome which doesn't have a and in the Says that you know, most of the, the Rashi says in the <coughs> Zura uh Dafir Alif the Morris says that most of the the, the knowledge and the, the poetry everything that Rome had they stole from Greek Greece. They didn't have their own. Like everything they had was just they weren't knowledgeable. So she said this over a few times about that the the attaching of the Torah is saying that the person can express himself well, doesn't have a clear ability to express himself, is considered a Bizoyan. So he was r- r- urged the Muslims to do, to learn to study well in in, in the, uh, their secular studies. So he throws out this word, epilettin. He says, who knows what are epilets? Middle of a schmooze. Not, you, never, you never had a question. Like it, was, it was not part of a, the, the give and take. When you give this out of schmooze, you didn't interrupt. You didn't talk. You just sat there and listened. Here's the middle of a schmooze. He's saying, who knows what epiletsch means? So um, So nobody piped up. Um, Pressure because we were, like we had no idea what we we're supposed to do. Like, you know, like, what he, what, does he want us to get up with run here? E-P-A-U-L-E-T. It's the ray that you wear on your shoulders when you're a soldier. Like, what, like, what do you want us to do? I like, you know like get you up. Know. He says, "King of Eshnunah, Buziyat Nobody knows Buziyat That was the response. I have no idea what he wanted from us. <laughs> what, what were we supposed to do? But um. So Reza had this Nusuf that, <clears throat> that he raised up the covenant of the Bokhrim. Uh Subotka had this Mahalik as well, that this is, a, this is a tremendously challenging issue. Nobody wanted to marry Yisheba Bokram. Yisheba Bokram was considered the, lo- the lowest level of the social strata, because they had no Parnassu. And there was, a, there was a world of poverty. It's bad enough to marry somebody who has a, someone of a Parnassu. You'll have something to eat. And marry Yisheba you'll have nothing to eat. Um, so giving the Bokram... A status that like, they dressed nicely, and they looked machuvedik, and they didn't have to get handled from people. Changed the, the way the society looked at them. You know, it, it somewhat changed the way society looked at them. That being said, it was still was still hard to get shaduchim. You know, that was they have the stories about the Altamir. You know, mirrors, they get married much older. It wasn't just because they had a bishita like that. Because they couldn't find shaduchim. Like just let's revisionist history. You know, it wasn't a shita, It was just practical issue. There was a sifas rabbanim g'daylem like I don't know I think in the seventies so there was very different g'daylem there from different casitas, et etc. Each of us was talking about how much you know that their father you know you know helped establish Torah in in, in So this Rebba Got up and says I'm going to say a name of the person which was was most responsible for establishing Torah in the twentieth century. This you know that's kufa. Cool <coughs> You're all going to agree with me. This person was the most influential person. So not not right. i will tell you, I'm going to say the name. You're all going to say I'm right. Who? Sarah Because she created a woman who wanted to marry Yishebushovar. Without her, it would, it would have been all over. And somebody said, "You know what? You're right." That was that was it was it was, it was, a, real, it was a real problem. to told me between the two wars, the attitude in, in, in Lithuania towards Yishebushovar. It was horrible. Uh, the yeshiva had something called Vad the that they felt in the Korahis. Each broker would take an opportunity, a period of time, to leave the Yeshiva, go out to a small community and teach Torah to the, the children there, get them involved in learning, etc. So Gifter spent, something like, from, from the story, he spent like six months in some shtetl learning. So they, they would come into the shtetl, two and they would go to base medicine and they would sit down on the earth. And the plan was like you know the kids would gather around and touch Moshiach with them you know, and eventually they'd call them, bring, bring a kid in another kid in et cetera. So they walked in, sit down, and the kids would sit on the windowsills and call them names, because like they, they were told like Yeshivachem are like the, are lo you know the guys who can't get 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 a who can't do anything, they sit and learn. That was the attitude of the Froom people. Uh, <coughs> it was it was it was the attitude towards the world of Yeshiva was of Khan one time said to me, he says, you know, if you add up the amount of Bakram who are learning in the you know, these great yeshivas, you know, the Tells, the Mir, Sabodka, the the Grodna, these places, it was a few thousand. The, the population of the Jewish population of, of, of Poland was over three, was over three million people. Lithuania had had ninety thousand Jews. And you, you know, it was just a handful of people who were sitting in yeshivas. It wasn't a given. Um, you know the the Rashivas came to America and they, and they they established her in a way which was uh, unprecedented. And now you have, you know, uh, hundred thousand, you know, kids in, in day schools going into the yeshivas, etc. Like there's no such thing. There never, never existed such a thing. most people did not go to yeshivas, though, although they couldn't afford it. They had to go to work. So my, my mother-in-law, my my wife's uncle, uh, my son's named after Malka Lazar. My, my mother-in-law said that from the shtetl where she lived, Sanik, the only two people, the, the only person who sent their child away to learn to yeshiva, you know, they, they didn't stop learning at the age of fourteen, fifteen, was her father sent her brother away to yeshiva, and the rav. <coughs> now the whole shtetl, the only two people which went away to yeshiva was her brother and the rav's sons. Everybody else time fifteen f- f- started working and it just wasn't it wasn't a given. Um, that being said, the uh, only two families who had from ended after the war was my, my in-laws you know, and the ro all, all, all everybody else became fried. But, but, uh, that was it was an issue like, it was, the answer to her was, it was was being Moroccan it was a very difficult tool for. So them um, would talk about Europe. I one time asked him, I said, you know, the, the smother intelligence was, was extraordinary. So I said, like, I'm embarrassed. Like, you know, you, 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 they lived on a tremendous poverty and the smother was extraordinary. And here we grapple with, like, trying to be, you know, be, to focus and learn etc. We have it so much easier. Like, it's, not, it's like, what's wrong with us? So Gifter said that in Europe, there's nothing to do. There's no yes there's no distractions. You know, the, I mean, the, they had the ideologies, but if you didn't get forgotten to the ideologies, into the various isms, you know, socialism, Buddhism, uh, communism, yeah. all of those, if you didn't get forgotten to that, there's nothing to do. When my sugar one time said, it, she, her shtetl, she says, what was, excitement, like, what was an exciting thing happening in the mm-hmm. shtetl? The maggot would come to town and say a schmooze. That was excitement in the shtetl, that was entertainment. What did you have in the shpatle? You, know, you know, was nothing. So, if the excitement in the town is that the manga comes comes to, comes to the town and says a schmooze, that's called exciting. So, like you can imagine, like how much there was going on in their lives. You know, like, you know. So you just had to learn. You know, We're of town like Columbus. <laughs> you don't get it. So everybody um, tells she's a location in Cleveland because it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, So, 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 so the tells chose a location in Cleveland. That's a good question. Okay. <clears throat> so, so in the, um, the when the war broke out and uh, uh, Germany a, 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 a invaded Poland, in September 1, 1939. So, the there is a pact. A secret pact between Germany and Russia, not not to attack each other. It was known as the there was the Molotov was the foreign minister for, for, for Russia of the famous Molotov cocktail fame <laughs> and um, yeah it's a, that's the, the same way <laughs> and um, von Ribbentrop was the was the was the uh, German <laughs> foreign minister and they made the secret pact not to attack each other and they basically agreed that they're going to divide Poland in half Germany will take the western half of Poland, and Russia will invade and take the eastern half of Poland. So that's what happened. For some strange reason, they decided that they're going to leave Lithuania as an independent country. Lithuania was an independent country. They're not going to take away Lithuania's uh, Lithuania's independence. So the Germans were invading one half of, of, of Poland. That wasn't very good for any Jew. Uh, the communists were invading the other half of Poland. It's not good for Shibachim for sure, because the uh, communists uh, were anti-religious, anti-religion, anti anti-reli- especially Jews, um, and any was 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 killed or sent to Siberia basically. So Chaim Oizer, who was in Vilna, so Vilna, which actually after World War One had been taken from Lithuania and given to Poland, was given back in this. All this whole thought process was given back to Lithuania. Lithuania was a semi-free country, and he invited all the bacharim from the various yeshivas, which to come to to sneak through to come into into Lithuania, and they provide for them there. So the yeshivas continued to function through in Lithuania through thirty-nine, through forty, into (coughs) forty-one. So in nineteen forty, the financial situation was was a mess. Because, you know, there was a war was going on, getting, it affects the, the economy, and then getting money there. It was it was, it was, it was, you weren't fundraising in Europe. So, in 1940, the, um, it was decided by the of Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Amitza Bloch, to send his brother, Rav Elmer Bloch, and his brother-in-law, Rav to America to fundraise. Um, meanwhile, the, the communists already had entered Lithuania. They had not taken over totally, but they had they, they, entered Lithuania. Um, my my brother in law, m- my wife's brother Howard, his father in law was Lermada time, Biarski of So, Rabbi Biarski told me that in that for and Roy of Tavshanal of 1940 he was actually in Tell's um, and he actually stayed by the Rub's house but the Communists had taken over the downstairs and uh, the, 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 the Rub was forced to move up to move up, up upstairs and of course they made it they would have parties and make it he just like to undermine the, the Rub's et etc. regular basis so they were there but they hadn't fully taken over so they sent a relative to america they came to america and they realized you know they event in 41 germany broke the pact that they made with russia and invaded eastern poland and then ran through lithuania that's so they lost all contact they had no idea what happened there was Germans were very good at, at, at keeping. There was no. There was no. There was no news. They had no idea what had happened. So they realized that that in so '41 they decided to that they were stuck in America for a period of time. They opened the yeshiva. So Shalos would to open it. Sir, it of told me um, that in, at, the, at that time Cleveland's had a. Had a, had, a, had a nice size orth, you know, Orthodox communi- you know, community, but Cleveland was a stronghold of Reform. There was a there was a ra- there was a uh, rabbi in Cleveland, and Abbe Silver. Abbe Silver was considered one of the two most influential rabbis in America at the time. The other one was called named Stephen Wise. Um, Abbe Silver lived in Cleveland, and. He also told me that he was so powerful and so, you know, politically prominent, etc. Any time there was any shul would have some type of an event. They would have somebody speak. The frum shuls, the speaker would be Abba Hillel Silver. Okay. Man so Mottel decided the the the, the was that um, Reformers taught in Cincinnati but practiced in Cleveland. That was the what Cleveland was like he had a, he had a, a te- his, you know. A temple called the temple was the temple, like you know, the temple. That's like They even have, like, you know, you know, you know he, he is the temple, it's a museum now, <laughs> um, East 105th Street, <laughs> not the greatest neighborhood. Um, and they have a branch, you know, somewhere, or whatever, you know, somewhere out, somewhere they have it because everybody drives them, same, like you know, <laughs> so, so. There, the the POSIC says that it describes a certain type of, of shade. It says Ketav Mariri the destruction of Mariri the shade is called Mariri So Ketav was Rosh uh, Tabas Cleveland, Toledo, and Buffalo, or Cleveland, Toronto, and Buffalo. Those were <laughs> the, the, those that that was the Rosh Hashanah of Ketav If you, if you, if you said. it was a mess. So by well, Mary both the sides, they're going to make a yeshiva there to counterbalance the influence of Reform. Not, not this, not, the, not the easiest move, of course, because this man wielded tremendous influence in the city. So they start the yeshiva there. So I guess with Abba approval. no, <laughs> his, his, his <laughs> approval. So the yeshiva had meaning. Um, my, my dad, that, was, that on Simhul Torah by night, they would have they would, have, they, would have, they would have a suda, and they would do a couple afterwards. And the suda was, every, everybody came to the suda, all the yeshivas came, all the, you know, everyone was there, came. So the, the yeshiva originally was established in the city, uh, as opposed to where it is now, like out, outside of the city. So they made the this, 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 this suda in the yeshiva, and they invited everybody from the community to come. Well, gets up, and this is his first public drasha, he's speaking there in the city, because all the community is there, etc. and he gets up and he speaks against reform. That was his first Russia in the town. <laughs> I i him here to, count to, to fight reform, like that was that was he threw down the gauntlet, and every thought that, that you know it's going to be like you know it's it's a matter of, matter of days and they're done. You know? So that's why they chose Cleveland. When the community moved from where it was at that point in time, the, the, the shiva started out on a street called East Boulevard, which is now called MLK Drive. Um, then they moved to East 105th Street. The name. <laughs> Um, East on Street. And then the community started, you know, the, 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 the didn't started moving out of the community. They moved to, to Cleveland Heights. So fast forward years later, um, I was, there was there was, Sheba, there was somebody on uh, the street in Cleveland Heights called Severn. So a person living on Severn. So he was making a, a of bias, and He asked a gifter to come speak. He was a Tom of the gifter from the years back, from the 50s. So I drove the shiva there. While we are there, the, the Balabas, the Rav, after you have to like, you know, maybe the shiva would, would consider moving to, out. The is, is in a, a suburb called Wycliffe. Wycliffe is like way out. It's, it's a little dinky suburb. It has 22,000 people, right? And the biggest excitement in town is, is the, there's a Catholic seminary there and, and it tells the Sheba. And some bars at nighttime for the Goyim. I, it's, 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 like, it's like nothing there. So, he said, the Sheba should consider moving into, back to Cleveland Heights. So, Gifter said, as a matter of fact, we tried. So, right next to the street of Severn, there's, there's a mall called Severn Center. Severn's Mall. Severn's Mall. It's a big mall right right, next, right behind this fellow's backyard. Parking lots, three department stores, you know, the whole thing, a full mall. So, uh, and it says that piece of property was empty. And the Sheba tried to buy that property. And the Board of Cleveland Heights, which contained many secular Jews, did everything in their, in their power to make sure that the yeshiva did not move but into Cleveland Heights. <laughs> no, this is years later. This is years later. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they, they, they didn't want Orthodox Jews there, right? Especially they didn't want a yeshiva there. Like, you know, there goes the neighborhood, you know. All these black, so black-headed so black guys. Um, like other type? And <laughs> <laughs> so... Can you control your racism at least for a little bit? <laughs> okay, okay, fine, whatever. Um, I didn't say anything. Um, so, um, so we you know, they didn't want us then. And we're very happy where we are. We're not moving back. But it was a, it was a real fight. It was a real fight in those days. There had been yeshiva in Cleveland before tells um, There was yeshiva, the first yeshiva in America established outside of New York City. Uh, okay, the first I don't know, you know, Skokie had something, but primarily it wasn't. It was it was it was, it was, a, it was a high school, in the beginning, um, New Haven Yeshiva in New Haven, Connecticut. There was a Yeshiva started um, by a man y- named Sheftel Kramer. Sheftel Kramer was Ruderman Ruderman's father-in-law. So all the Sheftels and the, they used to all, They're named after R. Nuber and a, and, and Ruderman married sisters, so Rem Nathaniel is a son-in-law also. So all the Scheftels in, in that family, that's Scheftel Neuberger, and all those, that's what the name Sheptel comes from. So Scheftel Kramer um, um, started a yeshiva in New Haven. And New Haven, together with Levenberg, was the realm of the city. And the city of New Haven did not like the, the other having yeshiva there. And they basically ran the yeshiva out, out of town. So they, they relocated to, to Cleveland. I, in fact, if my, my, my numbers are correct, somewhere there about 1931, 30, they established yeshiva in Cleveland, and it went for a little bit, but Ruderman was actually there with his father-in-law. Um, it was a, it was you had sheftel you had a son-in-law Ruderman, Rabbi Shmuel Feinstein was giving came to the yeshiva was giving share in the yeshiva there. This is in Cleveland, uh, and 1933 Ruderman left Cleveland and went to the, Baltimore Center 'Cause he saw it wasn't gonna last. <laughs> he it out. You know, it was it was clearly not gonna not gonna make it there. Um, so um, I'll just tell you one story about that. So that this is Sheftel Kramer. just um, Sons had a Talmud I'm blanking on his first name, his last name was Frank. Um, this it was a Balabas working a businessman and he became a town Rizal, very close to Resulant, a big Bal etc. Um so Results to talked about the idea of, of, of getting Yidin which not only to, sit, to, to to learn, but to be what's known as shifty. Shifty basically call you make shifty, shifty, shifty yidin. So Refrank, this Mr. this uh, this uh, what was his first name? I'm not remembering. I think it was maybe Yaakov, I don't remember. So he decided he has four daughters. He wants his daughters to marry Shifte Yid. His daughters were, were quite, you know, a product of the home, of the world of Torah, of, of etc. So long to he come to the town where he lived, he would stay by the tranks. That's where he would stay. Um, so four daughters, uh, one married the Moshe Mordechepstein, who's, that's Chevron, Tzabotka, Tzabotka the Yeshiva, then the Chevron. Uh, one married Mrs. Alma that's a Ronald Cutler's father in law. One married Shefter Kramer, which is now Israel, and that and that whole world. And one married uh, a person named um Rosenberg, I'm not, I'm not sure the name of right, but I'm thinking of the name right now. It was a it became a robin there was a robin in the so you realize so the Rizu Zalman and the, and the world of Lakewood, Rosh Kremlin in the world of Ne'er Yisrael, and Rosh Epstein in the world of Slobodka all came from one family. Like all the Torah, like, you know, like you can like, Chaim Berlin is, is a Talmud, because of uh, the of Slobodka. And, uh, you know, that's that whole world. And then, gosh. you know, you start picturing. Ryakov Kamenetsky and the Torah Das was, was, was also from some, like the whole world of Torah, except for Tells, was built on this fam- one family. And Gush, Ravamitao. What? Ravamitao. Yeah. It's from like his grandson of Rabbis or something? Yes, Rabbis Zaman. Right, right. So, like, like there's a whole, like, it's mind boggling what this person was like to. <laughs> so, that, that was, so that's the so Cleveland had already been through one yeshiva and got rid of it. Um, so, they assume that it's not going to work. And one point of time, our gifter spoke by one, by one of the dinners. So he said, "Abbe Hillel silver has left over at a museum for his legacy. Tel has left over the world of Torah for its legacy. another so, well, the Marijuana. <laughs> like, well, where, where did they get Bachem initially from? Where did they get Bachem originally from? So it's just an interesting story. So there was... Um, I'm not sure of the years. But Rush R- R- of sent Talmudian from the Ter- Ter- to establish Tells, help st- help establish Tells. Um did the same thing with with Lakewood. You know, when when Baron came to America, so Urbaran ca- came in forty one, he, re- he arrived in America. Forty, forty one. And there was a curdle, uh of Tamina, which I learned in Europe. Guys I learned in Europe before the war, but you can come back to America. Rabbi Davis, Huda's great grandfather. Um, and they started a kabur together, as a, like they called it a curdle, And They learned together. Some were married, some weren't married. And they were in White Plains, New York, which is like north of the Bronx. And when a baron came. They invited Rebaran to come, like, the head of the group. Rebaran said he wanted it to, it wasn't the right place, so he wanted to move he moved them to Lakewood. But the yeshiva needed more Bukhra to, like, establish yeshiva. So Roshagul 5 was sent Bukhra from, from Tarbadas, which was the main yeshiva in America at that point in time, to be Mechazek, Lakewood. The same with the altar in Europe, the Alter in Tzobotka, sent Bukhra to different yeshivas to be machazic, the yeshivas, so he did the same thing. He did the same thing with Tells, since the of Tells. The board of Turbadas is not very happy with him. Uh, you know, he says he's not here to serve the board, he's here to serve a Kurdish He feels that's the right thing. He said, he says We have to meet him which. He said, Rabbaran Cutler can only teach Tamidim of a certain Madrega. Otherwise, it's a waste of his time. He, he, he's not going to lower himself down. Rabbaran was like off the charts brilliant. So he needs to meet him. You have to give him to meet him. And the conversation. Now now Tervadas had a Ruve,. and Rubin was a was already. So so it wasn't like they had, didn't have somebody of caliber to say sheer for them. He says where well, Barron needs Talmudim, what to do? So he sent Talmudim there. But I'm not sure how the where, you know, where everybody came from. Um Remosha sent um, his his son sons to Lincoln's Ruby Linton Tells. Um, a lot of the, the, the is sent to St. Louis tells it was It was a big mile. It was in Cleveland. It was like off the, it was away from every, in New York. It was, it was, it was, my day, Yeshiva. One more mile, I'll tell you. So tells is on a campus outside of, outside of Cleveland. When they first built it there, now there's the, uh, the I just say '90s right next to Yeshiva. In those days it didn't exist. Like it was built in the seventies the i90 came through there um, so it's like mill nowhere. It's like out on its own campus, sixty acre campus you do not need need to leave campus you, there's um a, a, there's a dry cleaning service which you drop there was like a room in the in the in the, in the base in the in the dorm where Buckham would drop off the stuff and one of Buckham would ride it up and they'd pick it up and bring it back on Thursday night You pick it up on Friday. There was a, there was a barber there was a, there was a doctor who came to visit once a week there was a dentist there was a dentist room over there the dentist chair where the, do- the dentist would come to work. there was a canteen where you could buy food there was a store there was um, wash there was a laundry room where you could do all your laundry there was um, there was a store which sold gloves, scarves, that type of stuff you know paper pens. You do not have to leave campus. In my days, there was no off Shabbos. So Parker could, Parker could come through took his time and not leave campus till Pesach. You could be on the, on the, on the campus for six months straight. And it was phenomenally, you know, if, as long as you didn't go stir crazy. And she the, the had, had, had a gym and the had, there was a baseball field on campus. There was a soccer field on campus, and there was a place for guys would play football. <coughs> so every Friday afternoon, the guys would play. And then there was across the street from the yeshiva, there was a, the, the city of Wycliffe has a, has, a, has a park with three more baseball fields. So the guys would go there to play on Friday. But you push it not have to leave your environs, and people would do that. So if, if you can, can handle it, it's a tremendous source of atzlochah. You could sit and learn straight for six months without any distractions. Like it was, a, it was, a, it was a sign of 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 a learning. And Kashivas the guys who do not leave campus the whole winter. When they first introduced an off shabbos, because they felt the baruchim were getting like a little bit, you know, less. It wasn't the emotional, the mental health was not going to be able to handle that sh- straight anymore. They introduced one off shabbos the middle whole winter. And her gifter was Poshit, out of it he, he, he was he was he was he was so frustrated he was so upset about it like how can we have an interruption of in the learning like it's like you want to stop breathing that was gifter's description of it he couldn't make, make peace with it but the was decided now she was decided they had a meeting about it and they over they, you know they, they had a vote and the gifter was voted over uh, overruled um, but she gave. she was afterwards anyway Like, you know just he says like he wants everybody to know that he did not agree with this. He was not happy with it. <coughs> he said that in no uncertain terms. Um, like what? What are the things he said? He says uh, that the idea of interruption of learning is it, it, it says the, the, there's a famous word from the Tel Zerub, which Congress says the same word in Sikha's Musser. Um That you put a pot pot, pot, pot on the fire to to boil, and right before it gets to 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 boiling, you take it off. You put it back on, you take it off before it gets to boiling. You put it on, it could be there for hours, but never boil because you interrupted the process. You have to keep it going straight for it to boil. um, So, uh, so a lot of a lot of people sent their their, their, their sons there. There the, was the the, the the present day Mukatcher Rebbe, Speaker Rebbe, Commander Rebbe, all learned the Talmud. They all of the because they felt their sons would grow. there trem- tremendously because of the atmosphere being away from New York, fully immersed, fully focused. Um, obviously, they you know they had tremendous respect for the the who were there. They they wanted, their, they wanted their sons to gain from that. Uh, and then they didn't come for a year They came. They, they stayed for quite some time uh, This is more before my time you know, in, the, in the 50s River Annemar uh, Went to Tells It's interesting River uh, Annemar was, was from um, Akron, Ohio Akron is about 60 miles south of Cleveland Southeast of Cleveland and um, his father was was killed in an accident. His father was, was a, was sold a seltzer, a seltzer business. He'd make seltzer and go around selling it. He was hit by a truck one time. Um, and Rebainer R- R- was seven years old at the time. And his older brother was nine. So, Conchal Grannerman, at that point in time, was in America, and he was, he was fundraising. He was a fundraiser for uh, where are cheap the chief on Lower East Side. And every year he would come to Akron, he would stay by, stay by the Animer's. So, even after Mr. Animer had passed away, um, he came to the House, and he spoke to Mrs. Animer, That her sons, especially without their father sitting in Akron, Ohio, what's going to happen is not going to be coming to her. He convinced her to give him the boys to take them to New York to go to MTJ. So the older son went, and then Gadal Yanemer was distraught at the idea of losing his brother. You know, shouldn't you know, go go to New York without him. So he cried and whined and complained and quetched So he wanted to go also. So they said they could not just send him to anywhere. So he needed to have like a, like a good place for him to stay. So he stayed by a and then Murcia Feinstein. Have you heard of him? He stayed in Moshe's house. You know, he lived in Vermersha. So this way they had, you know, somebody to take, take care of him. <coughs> so at some point in time, Rainemer said that, you know, that, that the, the, his car fare to go back home to Akron for Yomtev, Remersha used to, used, to, used to challenge him to, to save Black Ball Pet, and he would get paid for every Black Ball Pet that he, get, that he would save that money for car fare. And that was his car fare for the... Can we do that? Which part? Saying Black and getting money? To speak to every share We do that. We do theater. that. We do that, every has that. Really? Yeah? Second theater, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I should join them. of course. So, um, so, Rabbi Einemur, so at some point, Ramersha sent his son, Rabruvain, to Tells. So he sent Rabbeinemer also. He felt Rabbeinemer would gain from being in Tells. So Rabbi came to Tells, I think it was 11. Um, and you must think how like, the she, she was keeping Bach from not leaving the Shabbos of his bar mitzvah. They didn't let him go home his mother, the Almona, called that she wants her son to come home for a Mitzvah. And her mother said, no, it's better, he should be in yeshiva. You, know, you invited her to come to hotels to, to celebrate, you know, celebrate. Is that, like, isn't it like us to paint an Almona? You're not painting an Almona. You t- t- explain to the what what's right and what's wrong. But Imagine everything, you, everything the says that you can going to agree to, it's, it's, even, it's not good for her because you don't want to paint her. Obviously not. They were saying that we have to understand what it means, the importance of a bachur not leaving yeshiva. So Rainer could not relate. I mean, his 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 experiences as a bachur did not pan out to what was happening over here, uh, we, the way we treat, treat the bachur here it used to drive him crazy. Well, Often, the reason why he hired me was because I was supposed to be this counterbalance to Reinerberg's very laid back approach to the Bukhah, and I'm gonna like, mm, 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 right? And I said, I'm not doing that. You know, Rehander one says to me, you know, you're a mecha toast, you know, that's not what I hired you for. Know, you know, I hired to be like, the cowbell, you you know. But Rehander had a very, very, he had a very soft heart. So the Bochum, he wanted me to come down a very hard, said, let me tell you his background, his story. By the time I finished the whole story, Rehander was crying. So I understand. So he walked away. But occasionally, we get all worked up out the way the Bochum acted. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> it was like, come. on <coughs> And the Reverend would say, oh. <laughs> come up with some line, like, explain. Uh, just one funny story, I'm like, got to stop. So was, the part of the house was a Muslim coveted You dressed a certain way. That was, they had Europe, they kept in America. All the welcome wore ties. You dressed very, you know, meant, it was a very, Reverend told me, I remember one time we were gifted coming to speak at somewhere, somewhere in New York. And like, you know, he pulls up two welcome, Come out and they stand by the door, with like their big troops over there, very nice hat, you know. And it gets out. It looks like it's like a military, you know. It was a whole production, very tellsish. So, the, 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 the idea of Barker walking around with his shirt untucked, push it, everybody. <laughs> I mean, he he would he he, he couldn't place himself. How can you 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 dress like a mensch. You wouldn't go to a business meeting like that. So you're s- sitting alerting learning Torah more cautious than that. But here, he, he goes, into, into he goes into the air shop As a random goes into the, the cleaners' air shop. there's a boyfriend sitting there, in a, in a, in a tank top and shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and a was livid. know, like. So he comes back up. Where's the barn? Where's the baron? You, know, you know, he wants to speak to the barn about this. So, barn there's a mission the law is that you can't wash clothes so the one exception personally has one, one item of clothes he's not to wash the law is he has to stand to the, by the kvisa without his clothes on so people can understand why he's washing his clothing so he says it's a mission why it the person doesn't have his clothing goes to the kvisa and he has his clothing washed <laughs> Reynama laughed Reynama loved the good line <laughs> he was a real intimate. he loved the good line and he laughed and that was, that was the fuse situation X um B- moving, uh, Rebarn used to go every, every still every four weeks in those days. He was still commuting, mm-hmm. and never, every time Rebarn would go away, there was something would happen. And Rebarn had, had a phenomenal knack of missing the events which would happen. <laughs> like Robert would come back and say, say, say "Okay, what happened to Rain while I Was away? <laughs> he says, "Yeah, you missed the good one." Like you know, <laughs> and I would have to deal with it. But Reine and Repushit had, he loved Bachram, but he just the the, the the attitude, the American attitude, just, there wasn't a scene do you have examples of the stories you've heard, missed? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about them. <laughs> I mean, give a sense, our, 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 we had, the yeshiva had a range of, we had a, a, a double-dose of was a bachar, that guy was a massive so we had guys made at 1 o'clock in the morning. And back at 6 o'clock in the morning. And we had guys that weren't around for two weeks. <laughs> it, it was, the, the, the place was like, you know, you know, you know. One time I asked the Baron, like, you know, like, you know, I you know, haven't seen something so round recently. So he says, "Kitsa, um, we looked into it. Somebody's given him an offer that if he goes up to New York, and he sells flowers for him on Queens Boulevard in, Ver- in Queens, he can make a lot of money. So without telling anybody, he is." He's in Queens Boulevard selling flowers. <laughs> you, know, like, you can't. Like remember, you know, someone ran me. Talk about the good old days. Says revisionist history at its best. We had so much arguments for some of these barrooms. Like one Moti Shabbos, you know, those guys are not around. Like what happens? You know, we decided we wanted to get, we wanted to get like something from Lava Malka. There's no restaurant to open in summer spring M- he says, so where'd you go? He says, we went to Dougie's. Dougie's was in Manhattan. There's no Doggies in Baltimore. Well, the shop Shabbos. The Bukham got, you know, it was like, ten, like 9 o'clock at night. They drove to Doggies. They got there 1 o'clock in the morning. They got their stuff, and they drove back. So they got back at 6 o'clock in the morning. We takes it that around the whole Sunday. I mean, I... I <laughs> we, we had and then you had these guys who were sitting and pounding that you know the guy was in the basement at one o'clock in the morning and one guy i one guy come in like you know a couple of days the, the guy was sleeping in base medish. he was putting down the chairs and sleeping in base bed he wasn't going to the dorm like like you know, the place was like we had such a <laughs> range of human beings it was like it was it was very challenging was, <laughs> no <laughs> the Masvidim are the same Masvidim the, and the Matlonim are the same Matlonim. Neither one is <laughs> some of the Madriga of, of the previous uh, generations. Bitsa They both Madriga. Yeah, you can't. I'm telling you you can't. Like, um, it, it, we, we, and, and, and all the guys were Kishmak. Everybody was Kishmak. They are wonderful guys. We, and they, they were growing. My job, when I came, I said the second share of so I, I had the, the weaker Kavra. Like the guy said so much, you know. I mean, so like, I definitely had. There was none of you guys remember him anymore. There was a ball of bust. It was nifted a few years a few years ago. Doctor Chayyek. So Chayyek was removed in Turbedas as high school, and he went straight to college. Never had the chance to sit in learn the matters. So his retirement, he sat. Okay, he learned the base matters. He sat. We did a whole cycle of Shiran by me, six years. and They did a whole cycle of Shiran by Bar. See, 12 years, of his manager, he came every day for sheer and he would appear before him, and they would come, and he said, that was his dream, he used to come every Shabbos, he used to come to the Shabbos, morning Shear. <coughs> um, there were days that the only guy I knew for sure was going to show up to my share was Dr. Janik. Like, that I knew for sure. Dr. Janik was like, well, he never <coughs> missed. Uh, but the Bacharim knew? You know, maybe, yeah, maybe no, you know. Did, did, uh, did, uh, how did um, Rabbi Kranz Kronerachah come to tell us? Do you know about that? Much? How did come to tell us? I don't know how he came to tell us. Um, well, I do know how he came to Tells, but But um, so his family was living in a the, some little city, Catskill area, up there, you know. <clears throat> and there was four brothers, and they went to Terpidas. And at one point in time, one of the brothers was accused. Of stealing something, out, which wasn't true. But it just, they were, the, the mother was so upset about the fact that the, this rumor was going around about her son, she said, I'm done with this. She took all of her sons out and sent them to tell us. So all the brothers learned to tell us. He, he, he's before every time. He's before my time, yeah, for sure. I mean, before my time, he, Urbana came to Silver Spring in 1956. Um, the retrans came. i remember not exactly not not that long after that. I mean, before, maybe before it. Maybe it, it might have actually been before that. The came because of the enemy. No, I mean they, they 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 were they knew each other from Tels. But um, the, 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 the retrans was a rabbi in the in the Hebrew academy. Um, the was, was engaged. He couldn't get married until he got a job. He didn't support his wife, his family. So he got this job. Um, and um, he came and, and it, was, it was The, the, the shul is called Sh- Shomri Amuna because this shul literally was, was in Riggs Park, which is in Prince George's County. Um, D.C. Prince George's County. And the, the in, I'm going to say like 55. The shul went conservative, and a group of balabatim in the shul broke off from the shul. They didn't want to go conservative. They started a group called the people who keep keep the, the faith, the shomerimuna. That's how shomerimuna started. In the beginning, they didn't have a rav, and they they, was, they had a minion, and they they started searching for a rav. In 56, you know during the Reiden was the one who got the position. So he was the the, the first row of the Shul. Uh, so he came here in '56. I wasn't <laughs> born yet, so it was the other before my time. It was before my time. And when I came here, when I when I got married, my wife's from Silver Spring, so when I got married. Uh, so we Gifter and Reiden we were very close friends. So you know someone always send regards back forth from each other So, give I would say we buy a gift before I leave I would say, say "Is the law? you're supposed to say take your shirts on the gun of the ear before you leave so I would say I would a gift before I would leave um, so he always gave me regards to Repedalia uh, so when I moved here I said you know, I told Repedalia that I'm moving You know, so he told me he says Repedalia is one of the best we ever put out you can be said, you can be comfortable asking Mashallah anywhere in Dalach HaKeshachanarach. And whatever He says, you can be comfortable relying on. That's your gift of all. So, which was good, good um, Haskama. But, um, one time I went to, I went to take him out to gifter. Her gifter wasn't there. So, the Gifter, she, she started. her Gifter is still alive. She's still clear headed. She's 102, something like that. Kind of her. Um and so I walked in and says, you know, she was not here. She says, Ace hey, Hover Kover. Okay. Far Kazoon, come zoom have a safe trip. Ace hey, is cover can cover. I can give I can do it it's deaf. I mean, I can I can represent him. <laughs> Tells her Robinson at their best. Um So uh, yeah, so that's how we that's how So I I don't know, you know. Exactly when we rec- I, I knew one time, but what but, 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 but when we rec- <coughs> rec- trajectory when he came, etc. Um, I don't think Recanze might have been there before Beinemer. I think it was before Beinemer because he claimed one time that he helped, you know, get him get him, get him, get him into the position. Um, I once heard the story from somebody else that was a the, the bell boss was instrumental in getting the position, whatever. So. Um, so much, not sure. Okay.